Hello, and welcome to In Business with Many Rivers, a podcast series that'll give you heaps of information and ideas about starting a business, staying in business, and thriving in business. Each episode, we'll be focusing on simple, practical, and actionable business information to help you build the skills and give you the confidence you need to make your business a success. So let's hear from the team and their guests. G'day folks, welcome to In Business with Many Rivers, the podcast of Many Rivers. My name's James Clampett and I'm your host today here in the Sydney studio on Gadigal land with John Byrne, the CEO and Managing Director of Many Rivers. John, welcome. Thank you, James. Great to be with you. Wonderful. And on the phone today, dialing in, we've got Lisa Kelman, who's our Head of Region for our Micro Enterprise Development Program for Western Australia and South Australia. Lisa, great to have you on board. Good morning, James. Good morning, John. Thanks for inviting me to be here. I'm, I'm sitting today on the uh, land of Wadjuk, which is the traditional owner land of the Noongar people in Perth. Fantastic. Welcome. This podcast is all about trying to help people get into business and stay in business. And when you're starting off a business or when you're into the flow of business, you do find sometimes there's all these concepts and terms that people expect you to know about. And one of the ones that people are always throwing at a small business owner is how's your cash flow? Yep. So, John... What is cash flow? Ah, great question, James, on a, a podcast about cash flows to talk about what it is. We start with the big <coughs> questions. Sure. Well, look, at its simplest level, cash flow is just about money coming into and out of your bank account. And that's sort of what it is. And there's a whole lot more sophistication around that, which I'm sure we're going to explore yeah. uh, over the next little while. But that's the most important thing to remember, that cash flow is all about money coming into and out of your bank account. Okay. And I, as a small business owner, I'm really conscious that when I start off, there's probably more money going out than coming in. <laughs> yep. Does that just, that, I guess it just makes cash flow even more important. Well, it does because you can't actually spend the money that's not in your bank account. So the question is, if you're going to start a business and you're going to have all of those upfront costs at the beginning, you actually have to have money in your bank account to start off with because otherwise, how do you do it? And so, for example, when you think about starting in business – you need to map out a bit of a plan early on about how you're going to manage that very important resource about the money required to start your business. And Lisa, what does cash flow look like for your team, for your business um, owners? Uh, yeah, so um, I reflect on cash flow as our barometer of happiness, James. Barometer um, of happiness, barometer. I like that. <laughs> nice, Lisa. It is. Um, look, you know, if you're in control and um, your cash flow management is sound and you've got the cash coming into your business, it can create a lot of happiness and a lot of security in your life and your family's lives. But look, out of control, uh, it can be the source of great anxiety and angst. So our uh, role here uh, with our business owners is to make sure we keep that into control for them. Uh, we want to see all of our business owners extremely happy and uh, be happy business owners here. And when you say in control and out of control, John and Lisa, what does in control look like and what does out of control look like? I can answer that for you if you like, John. <laughs> yeah, go for Having it. Having been a business owner myself for three times, I honestly can say my first business, I was not in control at all. Uh, the cash flow forecast was not on my desk regularly. And I was, I suppose, for want of a better word, winging it each day um, and just hoping that, you know, there was enough money coming through the door to pay the expenses at the end of the month. So that's completely out of control. Uh, and unfortunately, um, well, fortunately, in some ways, I did learn through that process. 
And now we recommend for our clients to be reviewing their cash flow on an extremely regular basis and reflecting um, on how their business is going, particularly more so uh, in in a new uh, business. As things get a little older in business, uh, we can relax a little bit because we've got regular income coming through and regular clients. But uh, particularly in the first years, really important to have it as your primary document. Yeah, I think for me, in control means you know what's happening and out of control means you don't. And as Lisa was just saying that um, I often think that, you know, cash flow is all about, it's a bit like um, painting by numbers, frankly. Like you remember when we were a kid, we'd get out the, the picture and it'd have the number and yeah. number six was green and number three was yellow and all those sorts of things. What cash flow does is actually paint you a picture of your business and actually uses numbers to actually um, describe what that picture looks like. Wow, so it's a it's it's a real it's a decision making tool, but it's about having the knowledge of exactly what your financial situation is. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I I think for me, you know, you go back big picture uh, where we started the conversation is about cash flow is about money coming into and out of your bank account. Yeah. Uh, what what the cash flow statement does, which is a key part of doing cash flow management, is actually to tries to write down uh, when that is expected to happen. So when I'm um, operating my business, um, it's not just that over time I've spent all of this money, but when did it actually happen? When did the money come into my bank account from the sales I made? And when did it actually go out of my bank account when I needed to spend money? Because if I actually have to spend some money and there's no money actually in the bank account, I actually can't do that. And therefore I'm not in business anymore. And just as a little tidbit, James, um, I don't know if you know this, but 90% of businesses fail because they don't manage their cash flow. Wow. 90% of businesses fail because they don't manage their cash flow well. So listening to you when you talk about that statistic and also then talk about what in control and out of control looks like, it sounds like I want to be in control. So how do, what are the tips for getting in control? Like, how do I do this? Okay, it's not that scary. Um, it's uh, I think people avoid it because they're not really sure uh, how they're going to start the process. But it's very simple. You can just sit down one day, write down your opening bank balance. How much money do you have today? Add up all your estimated cash inflows or income that you're expecting for the month ahead. And then subtract all of your predicted cash outflows. So that's your expenses for the same time. So then the final amount is what you expect to have in the bank by the end of that period. We always say to be conservative when when estimating our expenses. So we should estimate that they'll be higher than what we originally think. And when we're forecasting the revenue or the, the income, we should estimate it to be lower than what we expect. And so by doing this, we're actually looking at a worst case scenario. So this will help you understand that even when things don't happen as planned, uh, the business should be able to survive. Some real critical points there, I think. Revenue is lower than you expect. Yep. And costs are higher than you expect when you're forecasting mm. cash flow. Well, I, I think it's good to understand what's likely to happen if that happens. So when, when you sit down initially and work through your cash flow projection, like what you think's going to happen, what you want to do is start off by writing down what you think's actually going to happen. But then... As you go through the process of then looking at that, you need to understand, well, what happens if it doesn't quite unfold the way you anticipate it's going to be? And I think for one of our expressions at at Many Rivers is we often talk about, well, what would happen if the revenue was only half what you anticipated? Would your business still be viable, for example? And I think 
point you're raising there, James, is that sometimes we we talk about if revenue is lower and slower. That's uh, in other words, what happens to your business if the income's not what you thought it was going to be and it took longer to arrive? How would you manage your business through that process? And then we then look at the opposite of that. We go, what happens if your expenses are higher and earlier? Okay. And, and so, in other words, you thought the expenses were going to be at a certain level, but actually it was actually more expensive to get that stock this time around or to buy that piece of equipment that I needed and actually need it now. I thought I could probably wait for a while. And, and so part of doing cash flow management is understanding the risk in your business about if things don't happen exactly the same, the way that you thought they were going to happen. But you can only do that if you actually start off with a plan. And really, as I was saying before, the cash flow management is a bit like painting by numbers. You're actually trying to write down what you think is going to happen, what the picture will look like. But then you need to know, as I start painting my picture, perhaps it's not looking exactly the way I thought it was going to be. What sort of picture is it looking like now and how do I adjust what I do in my business? Okay. So I, I, I I put my plan in place. And Lisa, it sounds like a business coach, a Mini Rivers business coach would then sort of test some of those assumptions with you and to say, well, to John's question, mm. what if revenue was half what you expected or this cost Ex- came in earlier? Exactly, exactly. Um, we we help our clients to understand what their worst case scenario could be. And it also um, is a great conversation to uh, have uh, how you'd actually mitigate that. What what would you do if uh, you didn't actually sell exactly that amount that you thought you were going to? So uh, would there be something that you'd need to actually put in place like extra marketing? Um, would you actually have to liquidate some stock? Would you have to have a sale? All those sort of scenarios uh, are things that we need to consider to make sure that we've got the cash flow coming through the business. So, in effect, our cash flow management tool will help us to predict those cash shortages and hopefully surpluses. Um, it'll help us to compare the expenses for over certain periods. So, at times, expenses can, can blow out. And if you don't have correct cash flow management in place, it can happen uh, without you even realising. So, we can also uh, pre-plan what uh, the effects of a change in the business could be. For instance, if you were looking at hiring an employee. Yeah. Um, so generally we can help identify when the business may run short on cash and help us plan the attack to avoid you know, over, over making um, commitments uh, that we won't be able to keep or worst case scenario, not being in a situation to pay the business debt uh, each month. So it sounds like to me, if I could put three tips back to you that is a summary, I think of what you just said. The first one would be, be aware of the amount of money coming into and out of your business. Be aware of the timing, so when money is due to come in and go out. So you probably want to have a date or some sort of time range against things. And it sounds like you also need to have some degree of certainty around whether or not the money is going to show up. So knowing that money will be there and balancing up the risk that income might be late or not arrive at all, or expenses may come in earlier or higher than expected. That's a great summary, James. And if a, if a small business owner was to follow those three tips when their cash flow, that's probably a really good place to start. Now, John, I know on the Mini Rivers website, we do go into a little bit more detail and another to about fixed and variable costs. But I think that's a critical thing here in that if you could just tell us a little bit about the difference between fixed and variable and why that knowing that is important. Sure. Thanks, James. So fixed costs are things in your business that you're going to incur no matter whether or not you make a sale or not. So, for example, um, if you decided to rent some premises as your business, uh, you, and you commit to a lease, for example, you're going to have to pay that lease 
irrespective of whether or not one person buys a product or a service from you. So that's a fixed cost. Um, there's other costs which are variable costs and they generally vary based on the number of sales that you would make. So it might be, for example, the materials that you might need for your product. Um, and so as you make more of your product that people are buying, uh, the, the cost of those materials go up in proportion to your sales. So they're called your variable costs. Okay. The reason why that's so important for cash flow management is your fixed costs are going to happen no matter what. Uh, your variable costs will happen depending on your sales. And often your fixed costs, particularly at the beginning of your business, are quite lumpy. And so they often look like large cash flows out of your bank account. So you need to understand the nature of your costs when you're thinking about your business. Okay. So fixed costs, rent, those sorts of things that are going to incur. And they're probably in terms of our three points before, I probably have a good understanding about the size of them mm -hmm. and the date they're going to come out. Yep. And they're probably a high degree of certainty. So for instance, with a lease, I've, I've signed a lease, therefore my rent is going to come out on mm -hmm. a certain date. And then variable costs. So if I was a baker, my variable costs would be things like flour, and the ingredients that go into making a cake, which would change depending on how many cakes are baked. Absolutely. It's a great example. Lisa, out in the field, how, what is your experience with things like fixed and variable costs? Yeah, thanks for asking, James. We just had a great example of that recently where one of our clients tended for and won a, a sizable contract. And, you know, we're very excited uh, for him to uh, be in this situation. But importantly, we did have to sit down and actually predict uh, the cash flow uh, forecast for that period for him. Importantly, um, the terms of his contract would mean that he would only be invoicing on, and then receiving payment for the contract every 45 days. But of course, expenses come generally on a monthly, if not shorter basis. So we had to ensure that he had enough in his cash reserves to be able to keep the, the business running and also pay his staff during this period while he was waiting to be, to be paid um, for the contract. So ultimately, uh, we had recommended to him to actually speak to his suppliers so that he could negotiate longer payment terms um, to try and push out that time of when his expenses were due, which was uh, a great success for him as well. And we provided him with some other measures to help him preserve cash in the business, uh, just to help him through, because uh, we knew for the first four months of his contract, he would be experiencing some cash flow stress. So those fixed costs were still there, regardless yeah. of um, yeah of when he was getting paid. Uh, things like paying his staff, um, his insurances, his electricity bills, all those things still roll in. Um, so uh, this is when your cash flow management becomes just such an important tool to help you through that period. And coming back, we know that when you're first starting a business, you're going to have more costs than income. And so knowing whether they're fixed and variable and what degree of control you've got over them is really important. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to come right back afterwards with some information on financial statements. And Lisa and John are going to give us their golden rules for managing cash flow. Every professional team needs a coach. And if you're a professional business owner, you may need a coach as well. That's where Many Rivers can help. Your business coach can help you get up to speed, share some great tips, and have you feeling confident about taking the next step. Give us a call or visit manyrivers.org.au today. We're ready when you are. 
Welcome back. This is In Business with Many Rivers. My name's James Clampett. Uh, we're in the Sydney office today. I've got John Byrne, our CEO and Managing Director of Many Rivers with us, and Lisa Kelman, our Head of Region for West Australia and South Australia. Welcome back, team. First part of this podcast, we talked a little bit about what is cash flow. And in particular, we talked about the three tips for cash flow management, which were be aware of the money coming into and out of your business, be aware of the timing, so when money is due to come in and go out, and finally, have an understanding about what the certainty is, that is knowing money will be there and balancing up the risk of it not being there when you've got expenses incurred. And the other thing we touched on was a little bit about fixed costs and variable costs and knowing the difference between those in your business is critical to helping you with your cash flow. So now there's a lot of financial statements when we start a small business that people expect us to have knowledge of. John, can you tell us a little bit about where cash flow fits into that mix of financial statements? Sure. Thanks, James. Yeah. Often people get a little bit put off by the whole financial statements things in business and find it quite confusing. But actually, once you understand what, uh, there's actually three statements and they all do different things. So once you sort of get your head around that, it's actually really, really empowering in your business. I always like to start with the balance sheet. Uh, The balance sheet really is at a point in time, a a list of all the things in your business that you own. Uh, We call them assets and a list of all the things that you owe and they're called liabilities. And in business, you always want to have more assets than liabilities. That means your business is solvent uh, and and therefore you're still in business, right? So what it does is it's like a register, basically. It writes down all the things that you own and all the things that you owe and then looks at the net position. Um, The second statement is around profit and loss. And what that does is add up all of the revenue that your business earns over a period of time and subtracts from that all of the expenses that you incurred to earn that income over that same period of time. And so your net profit is simply uh, the total of all your revenue less the total of all your costs over that period. The third statement, which is what we've been talking about today, is your cash flow statement. And what that does is actually record when that revenue happened and when those expenses incurred. So ultimately, the statements all work together. But the important part about the cash flow management statement is it talks to you about the timing of when those things happened, which is absolutely critical if you're running a small business. And Lisa, if I was being coached by your team and I was a small business owner, would you rather hear me say, I'm making a profit or... I've got my cash flow under control. Oh, definitely I'd rather hear you say you've got your cash flow under control because, James, if you've got that under control, you're going to be making a profit anyway. (laughs) Right, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Fantastic. So as an example, John, just with those, I think it's the the financial statements are really Mm. critical. And you're right, I think people get nervous about financial statements because I start thinking about, you know, governance and and regulation and all those sorts of things but they shouldn't be that scary so if i was uh let's say i was a um, landscape gardener mm-hmm. working out of woodjil woodjil in queensland yep. and uh, decided that in order to grow my business i was going to purchase a vehicle mm-hmm. that would tow the trailer for all my equipment in it yeah how does that purchase a ten thousand dollar purchase of a vehicle sure. fit within those 
statements. Yeah, great. That's a really good example and a really practical example uh, and very typical of lots of businesses. They buy an asset, in this case, a car. The first thing that happens when you want to buy a car is that you, and that's the car $10,000, I think you said. So you actually have to have $10,000 in your bank account, right? Because you're going to yep. go and buy a car. So you go off to the to the place that's selling the car and you say, I want to buy that car and you hand over your $10,000. So on your balance sheet, you had $10,000 in cash and no car, but now you've bought the car. So you now have $10,000 less cash but you now have a car that is worth $10,000. So on your balance sheet, you would see $10,000 less on cash and $10,000 more as a car asset. Okay. And they value the car straight away at $10,000 because that's how much I paid for it. Absolutely. Great. So then the next thing is, well, how long is this car going to be used for in my business? And so it's not unusual. You might say, well, I think I could probably use that car for five years. Yep. And so... So what's going to happen now is that asset that you own, which you're going to use to generate revenue for your landscaping business, is going to consume $2,000 of the asset value over the next five years in each of the years that you're using the car for. So you basically you've got a car for $10,000. It's going to be used for five years. 10 divided by five is two. So that's $2,000 a year that you're going to use your car for. Okay. So in your profit and loss all of your sales would be matched back to the fact that you've used $2,000 of that car's value in that particular year. After five years, what that means on your balance sheet is that after the first year, that car's no longer worth $10,000. It's now only worth $8,000 because you've consumed $2,000 of its value. Okay. Where the cash flow is really critical is it records actually when those things actually happened because... They actually happened the day that you uh, purchased the car. Right. So on the day you went and bought the car, you physically moved $10,000 out of your bank account and gave it across to the person who owned the car, but you now have the car in return. So what the cash flow does is record the day or the time period that that investment actually happened. So it's really important from a cash flow perspective that in order to purchase that, I needed that money in that account at that time. There's some financial statement treatment that will occur as an asset in the balance sheet between yep. cash and the vehicle. And then there'll be some accounting treatments in the profit and loss statement in terms of how I use the car mm -hmm. over the course of its life. But from a cash flow perspective, it was critical that I had the money in my account on that day because that was the day it was going to leave my account. Absolutely. So you've created, we've essentially substituted one form of asset in your business, which is cash. In converted into something else, which is a car, uh, because you need the car to be able to generate the revenue in your business because it's a bit hard to ride around on a $20 note. Okay. Importantly too, the cash flow tells us really, can we afford to buy the car? Um, it's no good taking $10,000 out of the account uh, if we don't have enough money left over in our reserves to be able to pay our ongoing fixed and variable costs that we know that are going to eventuate for the business. So uh, the other statements don't tell us that, but the cash flow does. Fantastic. All right, team, we're now at the critical part of the podcast today, and this is the golden rules for managing cash flow. John and Lisa's golden rules for managing cash flow. What are they? Well, uh, look, I've probably got three. So the first one is you basically, and something we haven't talked about yet, but in business, particularly as a small business owner, it's really, really important that you separate your business from your personal bank accounts. 
if we don't do that, we, our, our day-to-day life gets muddled up in our business and we don't know how to separate them out. So we don't know if our business is performing well or if it's going to be able to meet uh, our cash flow needs in the future if we're also pulling money out of that bank account for our personal needs. So that, that's my first one. Um, the second one is actually, and we've talked a little bit about this already, it's really important to be quite conservative when you're planning your cash flow, right? You've got to remember that revenue could be lower and slower than you anticipate and expenses could be higher and earlier than you anticipate. Uh, And the third bit, which we've also talked a little bit about as well, is that you need to make sure that when you set your cash flow, you also review it to make sure that it matches what you thought was going to happen. What we do know that is often what we thought was going to happen most often doesn't happen. Uh, but actually, if we n- know what we thought was going to happen, then we can understand what did happen and we can adjust and then make plans for the future. So it's really important to set it up front and then review it and so you can understand what you learn from that. And Lisa, your team out in the field, one of the first things I think would you do would be to get a person to set up a business a bank account? Oh, absolutely. Um, you, you know, separating um, your personal and business Income and expenditure is paramount to business success. If you mix the two together, you run the risk of overspending. And again, as we've spoken about, the worst case scenario could be that you may not have enough cash reserves left in your account to actually pay those costs, particularly if business is slow. And with a successful business, with a positive cash flow, finally, what are some of the things that you'd see? Well, we know that the cash amounts coming into the business are greater than the cash going out. Okay. Uh, we know there's going to be enough cash to cover the costs on their due date. Uh, we know that there's enough money in the account for the fixed cost to be paid, even when business is slow. And some businesses can be seasonally affected. We know that uh, money coming into business can be lumpy at times. A high degree of certainty that income and costs will land when expected. Fantastic. Well, thanks, John and Lisa. We really appreciate your time today. And just to reflect back what you've told us today, the first thing is three tips for good cash flow management is to keep an eye on the amount of money coming into and out of your business, your business bank account. Look at the timing, when money's due, and look at the certainty of whether or not the expense or income is going to come in and have an understanding of that. Be clear about what your fixed costs are and your variable costs are and know the difference. Understand where cash flow fits in relationship to your other financial statements your profit and loss statement and your balance sheet and understand how things are going to move between those three statements. Your golden rules for cash flow management, keep your business and your personal bank accounts separate, be conservative and set and review your expectations. And finally, make sure you're enjoying yourself and running a good successful business. You're going to make a great business coach, James. Well done. <laughs> oh, no, that's your job, Lisa, and the team. <laughs> thanks so much, team. Uh, that's our Intro to Cashflow podcast today. I just want to thank John. Thanks, James. And Lisa. Thank you for having me today. That's fantastic. No matter where you are in this beautiful big country of ours, you have the opportunity to get involved in small business and many rivers might be there to help you out. Thank you so much for listening and we will hear from you again shortly. That's it for this episode of In Business with Many Rivers. If you enjoyed the show, head to manyrivers.org.au for a bunch of free resources on this topic and heaps of other topics too. 
at Many Rivers, we're here to help people and communities start a business, stay in business and thrive in business. So get in touch. We're ready when you are.